I'm happy to say we kept our promise. I said over and over and over again on the campaign trail, the CEO of Hydro One and the board will be gone. I'm happy to say today, the CEO and the board of Hydro One, they're gone, they're done. They're done, like dinner, as the man once said. So that was Doug Ford within the last half hour or so at the legislature, announcing one of his priorities that uh, he has now affected. Following an approach by Hydro One, it says here, to the province of Ontario, uh, they have entered into an agreement for the purpose of the orderly replacement of the board of directors and the retirement of Mayo Schmidt as a chief executive officer effective today. Let's find out how the panel feels about that and many more topics worthy of discussion. Joining us in the studio, our buddy John Carmichael, former Conservative member, uh, member of Parliament with Stephen Harper. Johnny, how you doing? I'm good, John. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Tom Parkins with us as well, post-media national politics columnist with a bluntly so Social Democratic point of view. How's Tom? Good. How you doing? Likewise, thanks. Excellent. And Dan Moulton, consultant at Crestview Strategy, a public affairs agency and former liberal staffer in the Ontario government. How's Dan? I'm doing well, John. How are you? Likewise. And here we go. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> the retirement of Mayo Schmidt and the board of directors. John, I'll start with you. I know you sit on several boards. I mean, uh, is this just the way it works? If you've got uh, a government coming in, a new government, a new broom sweeps clean, and you want your own people in there, even if it costs, you know, uh, $10.6 million in a golden parachute arrangement, a poison pill, if you will, to get rid of this guy. I mean, they're talking about his retirement that had been tendered. What do you make of this? Well, a couple of things. Uh, I think uh, it's a healthy thing, given the, um, given the nature of all the contention around this board for the last number of months. And uh, it's probably the right thing for them to do. A lot of money to pay out. Uh, Mayo Schmidt is well regarded as a top CEO. Hate to see them lose top talent, but uh, I have no doubt they'll find somebody to come in behind who will do a great job for them. Well, that's what the government is saying. They're going to be replaced by uh, nominees, uh, and the new board will initially consist of 10 members. And consistent with the governance agreement, the province will nominate four replacement directors and the remaining six nominees will be identified through an ad hoc nominating committee comprised of reps of Hydro One's largest shareholders other than the province. So yep. there you go. That's other, than. Yes. other than. Yes. Ah. So what do you well, make twist. of that? So that's, kind of, that's now taking the public sector completely public ownership out of board control? Not completely. No. But they're not selecting the board members? I'm sorry, John? No. Well, they've got... They're uh, not governing. Six they're, of, they're owners, but they're not governors. Six of ten. Oh, be, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah, the remaining four would be... I'm yeah, sorry. The, gotcha. way it was, the way it was constructed was that the government would only be able to nominate 40% of the board members in order to ensure the independence of the new privately owned company. Right. And Public, so the, and publicly so, held company. And, and so what, what I, I, I thought I misheard you. You're, so there's no change in that structure at this well, point. Well, I, I, I wasn't aware of the former... Uh, construct of the board so right. i don't know how much was you know from the private part of it yeah. uh, or but what it, the point though is uh changing the board itself and the ceo mm -hmm. are you good with that uh well could be could be good with it be, um i guess it's about outcomes right where does it lead us and uh we know uh, that we're now we're dealing with a privatized monopoly which is problematic and uh, it is a it is an overall small part in the cost structure of distribution is overall a small part in the cost structure but you of keep energy referring to it hang on just a second as a private entity whereas the largest shareholder is still the province but it's still a minority shareholder well no but it's, it's a still, private company it it's no, it operating at a private well, it, company it, 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 it is but uh, my understanding was they would not relinquish control despite being a minority shareholder that uh, would be incorrect 
Is it? Yes, absolutely. The government only owns about 43% of the company. Right? And so they're a minority shareholder, and it is a regulated monopoly, as as Tom put it. It's just like many other energy sector businesses are. It's regulated by the Ontario Energy Board. Uh, and, you know, the government is the minority shareholder with no control over the over the company. And this is actually where Doug Ford found himself the last few mm-hmm. weeks, where he had promised during the campaign to fire a CEO that he simply did not have the power to fire. All right. So he didn't have the power to fire him. Uh, so what we got here is a semantic point that uh, he offered his re- retirement or resignation. Yeah, there's, obviously there's a lot more to this story that we don't know quite yet because people don't give up $6 million jobs for um, just, hey, uh, okay, see you later. Well, <laughs> they do They do if they've got a package of $10.6 million awaiting them. And, and or is, that what, is that confirmed now? Well, that was no, what was... No, actually, if you read the release, the very, the very last line yeah. there, John, sorry, I know this mm. is live news, but yeah. if you read the last line on the Hydro One release, it actually says that in lieu of, of the uh, severance package, uh, he's accepting $400,000 in benefits and retirement. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah. well, so then the province got off light. You got a break. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Well, maybe. Maybe, again, maybe, I think, yeah. you know, there's a lot of this, right. maybe a lot of the story, because this is, this is news just happening in the last half hour. Right, yeah. I'm trying to read the release here yeah. in real time. Okay, in connection with Mr. Schmidt's retirement, he will receive amounts consistent with Hydro One's retirement policies and his employment agreement is previously disclosed and will not be entitled to severance. Mr. Schmidt will receive a $400,000 lump sum payment in lieu of all post-retirement benefits and allowances. How would they talk the guy off the ledge from $10.6 million down to $400,000? See, I Doug think that's, Ford is working miracles. Oh, come on. I would call that a miracle if true, which is why I think there's probably a little bit more to be to be told in this story. But really, the, sto- the sto- overall story is uh, whether anybody new is going to come in, do the job better for less, whether yeah. the board is going to be more accountable than the one that was there before, and whether overall we can get... You know, and this goes way beyond Hydro One, the grid, uh, where, whether we can get the overall price of production uh, uh, of energy down in this province so that our bills don't take off. Now, so you're that, not going to uh, do that with a change of the board. And they, no, no because they're not, they're not related to Hydro One. No, These are private companies that have now received, yeah. um, in well, many cases, 20 year contracts at fixed, fixed, sure. uh, fixed price. And, and look so, at the end so of now the day. We're gonna ha- now, the real interesting part is going to come when we're going to start hearing maybe about these, the, these contracts. And what what the terms are? Well, I think this I, is the fundamental problem with Doug Ford's politics. He says and does a lot of things that might feel good. They immediately feel nice to us. Uh, talks about this six million dollar man. It will have absolutely no material impact on any of our electricity bills. He talks about canceling the free lunch at Queens Park for cabinet members. Mm. You think that's going to save the, the taxpayers more than a few cents? Give me a break. Yeah, but that's symbolic. That's a cultural shift. He's just signaling that. There's, no, yeah, he's he's, it, he's trying to make people like, it's, feel it's, good. It's great to get the little things right, yes. but it's also important to get the big pieces right too. Well, and, if right. and if you're just kind of uh, supplicating people with little pieces, then, you know, and that you're not going after the big nut, then you're not doing much. All right. And so I, in terms of the whole Hydro One thing, I <laughs> so know we'll see. the, the big time. story to you is to uh, make it public entirely. Buy it back. Oh, God, uh, no. For me, the... the God, God. Well, no. you know, it's it, it might be, by the time that there's a, ch- a chance to do that in another four years, it might be difficult. But I would be do, difficult I, now. I do not believe that. Be profoundly I do not. Be, I don't believe that we're well served by having a private monopoly on owning our grid. I just don't believe yeah, that. Should, I think that's we, very inefficient. Wait, sorry, Tom, and, and based creates, on that logic, creates, though, creates a lot of uh, inefficiency. Based on that logic, should we nationalize Union Gas and Enbridge? They're, uh, they have distribution networks that are just regulated, like just like Hydro One. Just like Hydro One. So you're yep. saying we should nationalize them? Well, there, it's a federal jurisdiction thing. You know what? I've never turned it's my not mind. An area of federal I never, never actually f- I turned my mind to that. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Why should the government be in the business of owning Hydro One? 
fundamentally, why? Why should the government be in the ownership of the distribution of power, not the generation of power? I agree. I think the government should own Ontario Bauer generation, the nuclear plants and, and our, our, our hydroelectric uh, facilities. But why should the government own and be the distributor of your hydro bill? It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, because it's because it's monopoly and because it's always only, been that way. Yeah, well, that's true. We've got an advantage that way. I think there's really only two ways we can go about this. We can have a regulated monopoly, or we can have a, 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 a co-op of kind of public enterprise system. And otherwise, it's uh, an unregulated monopoly would be, of course. All right, we're getting we all get the screwed. weeds here, but uh, I think the bottom line is Doug Ford said he was going to make a change. The change is now done. <laughs> That's the story for today. That's well, today's news. No, listen, I mean, the I other actually, things... I, I disagree with you, sorry, if I may, John. I, sure. I disagree. I think that Doug Ford was uh, was smart. This could have been handled better. He should have introduced legislation next week to give himself the power to fire the CEO. And the, the better political win for him would have been actually able to fire the CEO. Instead, we have the CEO retiring, the board doing this in the honorable way. And I think this looks better Just on Hydro One than ma- it does for him. Ma- make it, make man, it messier. Is that what you're saying, Dan? Is, uh, I'm saying I, I'm not saying I would have done that. I'm saying if he if he wanted the All political right, so you wanted victory, to see some blood on the floor. No, That's I'm saying, saying Ford supporters wanted to. Well, right. they may have the body in the town square. Blood on the floor. This guy's a credible guy. He he deserves a respectful conclusion to his career. Couldn't Wait agree with you more. Minute. Couldn't agree with you more. Doug Ford ran around called insulting him for. Well, I, listen, I like Doug, but <laughs> I didn't like the, the some of the names that were called. Well, all right, and so when he also uh, suggested that cap and trade is going to fall by the boards as well, uh, he's going to lower the price of gasoline at the pumps. These are all early announcements or pronouncements. Yeah. There's another one as well where they're going with the sex ed curriculum circa 1998, back to the future, so to speak. For better, for worse, let's discuss in a moment more topics worthy of discussion with our panel, John Carmichael, Tom Park, and Dan Moulton on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. They're done. We're going to turn a new corner. We're going to make sure we keep with our promise of reducing hydro rates by 12%, making our businesses more competitive, making sure that we take the burden off the people of Ontario when it comes to their hydro bills. 